Happiness is an inside job. At Happy Healthy You, Connie Bowman helps us find our way with inspiring conversations and healthy ideas for living a whole life in mind, body, and spirit. Happy Healthy You, and now here's Connie. Are you guys ready for bathing suit season? Yeah, neither am I. Hi, you guys. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and if you're new to the podcast, we talk about everything that could possibly bring us joy, that enduring, abiding happiness that we all seek, and live a whole life in body, mind, and spirit. So we, so we have a variety of types of people that come on the podcast to talk to me about all kinds of different subjects. And today, I'm so excited to talk about getting in shape for bikini season and so much more with one of my good friends, Valerie Wiest. She is the author of Secrets of the Bikini Competitor. She's a personal trainer. She's a certified nutritionist, and she's a Pilates and yoga instructor, and she's written this awesome book, and it inspires me to get in shape for bathing suit season. So thank you, Val, for coming on the podcast and doing that for me and for everyone. Thanks so much, Connie, for having me. Congratulations on this book. It's really awesome. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Yeah. And it, I mean, I didn't expect any less from you, but I, you guys, for you guys uh, listening to this podcast, I'm sitting across from this beautiful blonde. I mean, she's beautiful inside and out, but we like to bust the stereotypes on happy, healthy you. So I also would like to say that Val is super intelligent. Well, you speak like three languages, right? You're, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she wrote this book and she's got this gorgeous picture of her in her bikini competition on the front cover. But when you open the pages, I mean, the book is so well written and it's so smart. And as I said, I'm just inspired to to start working out and eating better and, and doing all the things, not even necessarily to compete, not ever to compete, <laughs> I should say, but just for my own, my own, um, you know, health and well-being and to feel good. So thank you. Thank you. This, this is really awesome. Yeah. I'd love to help you out any way that I can. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've helped so many people. So what was your inspiration for writing this book? Well, when I got started um, in bikini competitions, I was just looking for a resource to be able to learn what to do, um, how to get started, how to choose a suit, how to train. And there were not a lot of great resources out there. And some of the resources I saw were just really bad. They would tell girls to starve themselves, mm. to do excessive amounts of cardio and exercise every day. So I ended up hiring a coach. Um, my coach is, was Jessica Jesse, and she taught me a lot about competing. And then from the knowledge that I learned from almost 10 competitions, I just decided to write a book that was really comprehensive, that put everything out there for competitors so that they could have a resource for pretty much everything that they would need to know for competing. Yeah, so you just saw that need I did, that was yeah. out there and you decided to fill it. You smart girl, you. <laughs> okay, so how did you, in in the beginning, how did you even know that there was, I, I didn't even know there was such a thing as bikini competitions. Like, where where did that interest come from in the I beginning? I think, it's been so long ago, so I think I got interested in it because um, I would read the fitness magazines like Oxygen, 
And I found out that a lot of the beautiful fit women on Oxygen were figure competitors. And back then they didn't have a bikini division. So Mm. my first competition that I ever did was actually a figure competition. And that was back before, back in 2010. So a long time ago. And I absolutely knew nothing. I went in without a coach and I had a great time competing, but I came in last place for everything. So when I heard about the bikini competition from one of my fellow competitors, I thought that that was a better fit for me because I'm not super muscular. Um, and I like the more beach body look that the bikini com- competitions require. Yeah, one of the things I really liked about your book is you talked about abs. And for bikini competitions, you really don't want the six pack. And so I was like, oh, maybe this is for me. <laughs> Finally, there's a competition. I'll never have a six pack. Yeah, that... you definitely have to have definition, but it doesn't have to be a yeah. cut. Six it's more pack. like a two pack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, you gave so many interesting things. There's so much information in this book. So when you first started and you you went through that first competition and you came in dead last, were you discouraged or how did that affect you? It didn't seem like it to me, but... Not at all. Well, that first competition, I... I came in and I was just so proud that I had the guts to do it because it was out of state, first of all. Or actually, mm. it was in state, but it was close to Delaware, which is just over kind the state line. Mm-hmm. Um, I went by myself. I went for myself because I was just going through a rough patch, newly married, and just kind of had lost myself and my husband and working for my husband. And it was something that I was choosing to do for myself because I was always working out, but I never had a clear goal. Mm-hmm. So... When I went to compete, I was just proud of myself for putting myself out there. And the girls in that competition were so nice and supportive. It made me feel awesome. So even though I came in dead last, and there were so few girls that I ended up getting third and fourth place in that competition anyway, I didn't feel bad at all. I felt awesome. How many people were in that competition that first time? So for... I was in two divisions. I was in the open and novice. For the open, there were four, and I came in fourth. And for the novice, there were three, and I came in third. Well, I'm impressed with your tenacity. That's great. And, you know, they say we learn so much more from our failures than we do from our, had you gone in there and just nailed it. Yeah, Yeah. and it it taught me what I needed to learn when I entered the bikini competitions, and that's one of the reasons why I hired a coach, because I realized I can't do this on my my own, and I can't do this on the cheap. So... Mm just investing in myself a little bit more than I had before. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And uh, gosh, I wanted, there's so many things I want to ask you about. So when you first found your coach, I mean, how did you even go about finding the coach that was right for you? That's a really good question. Actually, I, I didn't do that much research. I probably should have. I just reached out to a friend on Facebook that I knew was an IFBB pro, which is mm-hmm. a, the pro status for bikini competitors. So I know she had achieved a level of success in bikini competitions. And I asked her if she had, if she could recommend me a trainer. And she said that she trained clients and that she was local. So um, I set up a meeting with her and we clicked. So I kept working with her. So I want to talk to you about all the details and really take advantage of your vast amount of knowledge about how we can all move toward the direction of looking great in our bikinis and feeling great in our bodies and all that. But first, I want you to just talk a little bit about how things ensued after that first pageant. 
Um, and and there was a time when you actually had your son and you started competing afterwards. And that's part of your whole mission with this book is inspiring women who have also um, who've who've become mothers and, yeah. and and saying that this is possible. It is possible to get back in shape after after motherhood. And you're such a great example of that. So can you talk a little bit about that before we go into yeah, details? totally. So after I finished my figure competition, um, that kind of served its purpose for a while. And then I got pregnant with my son and I had my son, um, in 2012. And that I felt like was a big motivating factor in why I wanted to do a bikini competition. I think it goes back to that, just doing something purely for myself and having a goal in the gym again, just like I did with my first figure competition. And it, it was just a matter of training and you can get your body back in shape with as long as you know the right things to do. Of course, we all have our limitations genetically, but there's a lot you can do with what you have. So when you started training after your son, would you say, did how on a scale of 1 to 10, how ready were you for um, competition at that point? To be honest with you, I was, I was pretty ready because my first competition was five weeks after I found my coach. Now, I wasn't ready to go pro, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, I still needed to build up a lot of muscle mass, and that takes time, and that's something I'm still working on. Mm. But I was pretty lean. So for me, the challenge was putting on muscle and staying pretty lean at the same time. Yeah, and you, you give so much information because, as you say in your book, everybody's different, and some people need to put on muscle, and some people need to really slim down and maybe you can talk a little bit about the different types of people that are out there and and maybe give us some tips for each each one of those yeah totally so when you are trying to slim down it's it's basically about calories in versus calories out so one thing that I really tell people to consider and watch is their nutrition because nutrition is like 80 percent of the battle If you have your diet on point, then what you put in at the gym is going to be a lot more effective and you really can't out-train a bad diet. So if you're looking to lose weight, it's a matter of taking in fewer calories and building muscle so that you're setting your metabolism up to burn more fat. Eating a lot of lean protein helps with that. If you're looking to build muscle, it's just the reverse. You want to eat more calories than you're burning, and you still want to focus on building muscle. This time, though, because you need to build muscle, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to train heavy and make sure that your lifts are for hypertrophy, which is muscle building. Okay. I love that. You can't out-train a bad diet. That's a tweet, tweetable. <laughs> you should, you should treat, tweet that. I don't, I don't think I made that one up, unfortunately. Yeah. I can't take credit for that. But yes, it is a good one. It's a true one. And let's talk about this because you mentioned in the, in the book, um, 80% of reaching any of our goals is, is food over 20% of you know, the workout routine, right? Yeah. And a lot of my clients, they come to me and they tell me, you know, look, I I eat really healthy and I'm not sure why I'm not losing weight. But if you really look at what you're eating, 
Um, there's a great app out there. It's a free app called My Fitness Pal. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can put that in the show notes. Okay. Um, but it's a free app, and you can put in literally everything that you're eating. And quantity is just as important as quality. You'd be surprised how quick a handful of nuts adds up in calories. Oh, I know. I know. That's so sad. <laughs> I know, right? And the nuts are so delicious. You could just keep eating. Yeah. Um, so just making sure that your diet is on point and you're getting the correct number of calories for your body and for your lifestyle. Mm, you give such great scientific information here about the number of calories that you you need to eat. And it really is just kind of our bodies are kind of a chemistry project really really. yeah and let me not let me be clear too you don't have to starve yourself and I think that's one of the big misconceptions and that's one of the areas I see a lot of coaches out there kind of mess up on they put their girls on too few calories you can eat a good amount of food and still stay in shape Mm -hmm. but it's about eating the right balance of food and eating healthy food and keeping your quantities in control and you can eat too little. Yeah, do you want to? You can. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because you talk about that in the book, and the metabolism really suffers, right? Right. So a lot of coaches will put their girls on a diet um, that has too few calories, and then that sets you up for depression, for all kinds of other psychological issues, um, eating disorders. It slows your metabolism down because you're actually burning your muscle and your body gets used to eating a certain number of calories. So it slows down to accommodate that. Um, And it's just miserable. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is one of the things that we need to emphasize a much... It's just a smarter way of eating in in this world because we're so focused, unfortunately, on the the look and the, right. the be as you know you can't be too thin <laughs> and and that's so detrimental especially to young girls who are who are coming up so that is definitely not your message what would you say your message is miss val my message is that by working hard by knowing how to eat and to train in a healthy way you can have the body that you want mm. anybody anybody Ooh, that's so inspiring. That's so inspiring. Okay. So for the average person who, you know, you're a, quite a few years younger than me. So someone who's maybe in between you and I, um, who just maybe ha- is home with the kids or is working really hard and they don't have a whole lot of time and maybe they don't have the aspiration to go the whole distance and be a bikini competitor. What are a few tips that you could give uh, for number one, food, number two, exercise, just a few tips. And then maybe number three, kind of, um, getting our whole package, just that, that confidence that you really exude. I mean, you talk about it in your book, just with the hair and the makeup and the, and the, just putting that whole package together to present to the world. Cause I think that that's a nice piece that you have in that book that you don't have to be a bikini competitor to, to do that. So it kind of presents you to the world in a, in a holistic way. I like that. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. I didn't, yeah, really you didn't even that. get that. Cause you're thinking like, a comp- and I'm thinking everybody should read this book as I read it. I'm I'm so inspired <laughs> oh, in funny. all ways. So 
So, so how about with exercise? Let's talk about so, some w- simple ways to get started on so this. So if you're not looking to compete, what I would mm-hmm. say to you about exercise is find a workout that you love to do because that's what you're going to stick with doing. So it doesn't matter if that's yoga or swimming or Zumba. Okay. Find something that you love to do. And if you haven't found that yet, it's out there somewhere. There is something that you will like to do. Um, just trying different things out and maybe getting a friend to come with you and work out. Um, I recommend cardio, weight training, flexibility training. So something like yoga or Pilates would be great to add in there too. Just to give the body that whole sort of uh, variety of, of different things. Yeah. I like to keep my body a little, uh, like it never knows what it's going to get on a daily basis. <laughs> so one day I'll run and one day I'll, I'll work out with weights and yeah. Yeah. Some people like that and some people like to stick with the routine mm-hmm. and either one can work for you. It's just a matter of finding something that you like to do. And that's, that's to make you happy, right? Happy, healthy. Right. You. Oh, I'm totally with you on that girl. Yeah. Okay, so how about food? Uh, so many of us, I, I mean, yeah, let's just say food is the big thing, right? How about what are some, some modifications we can make that won't, uh, won't be too hard as we get started? Right, so I wanted to add one more thing to the fitness. Okay. One thing that I think a lot of women overlook is muscle building. People, women can get so afraid of bulking up that they don't want to build muscle at all. But muscle is a girl's best friend because when you have more muscle, you have you ha- increase your metabolism, so you mm-hmm. burn more calories and more fat at rest, so you can eat more. So muscle is really your best friend. It also helps support our bones as we age, and as we age in- anyway, our our muscle density decreases. So I will add that in there. Don't be afraid of building muscle. Well, you even talk about that in your book because as a bikini competitor, they don't want you to be too bulky. That's more of the uh, weight training competitions, right? The bodybuilding. Bodybuilding, yeah. Bikini competitions are a division of bodybuilding, so it's all just about sculpting your body. But yeah, they don't want super huge muscles, and that's really hard for women to get. The women that get super huge muscles quite honestly, are taking steroids Mm. or some kind Mm -hmm. of banned substance to be able to do that. Granted, they still have to put in a lot of hard work, but it's just not in our hormones to get super huge for most of us. So to build the kind of muscles that you're talking about, it's higher reps and lower weights. Is that true? No, higher weights and lower reps. Oh, really? So muscle building, lifting is between three and four sets. 10 to 12 reps, and then to increase strength and power, you would go a little bit below that. Yeah, the higher... Oh, I, I always thought it was the opposite. Isn't oh, that good. interesting? Yeah. So higher repetition, lower weight is for muscle endurance. Okay. And you won't build muscle that way. And it's great. You have all this in the book. You have the sets to do and the, the specific uh, weights and the different exercises to do, so... So yeah, is there one favorite exercise that really works? Because you talk about in the book how the that little spot between the glute and the hamstring, the hamstring yeah. is like the really <sighs> coveted that little what's that called the little coveted curve in the yeah the glute. so to get the perfect butt what exactly do we do? yeah bikini competitions are are really about the butt and butts have become in big have come into big fashion lately 
it's in fashion to have a big butt, right? Butts are in, yeah. So that is one of my favorite exercises is a squat. And it's so good for your lower body. And anytime you're working your lower body, there are these big muscle groups that you're involving. So you're burning more calories too. And you'll feel it if you do a a heavy set of squat, your heart rate increases. Mm -hmm. It feels almost like you're doing cardio. Yeah, it sure does. It sure does. So squats, yeah. Squats hurt. The next day I always feel squats. So that's that's good. What about cellulite? I mean, is that, I guess we're segueing into the food, (laughs) but that's an issue with both. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, There's not that much you can do about cellulite besides decreasing the total amount of fat. Mm -hmm. It's genetic, it's hormonal, and scientists are not quite clear why we get it or why some women get it and some women don't. Um, I would say if somebody's trying to sell you something to get rid of cellulite, it's probably crap yeah. because there's nothing yeah. really out there that works besides yeah. just reducing your overall um, level of body fat. Is there anything that you pageant or pageant com- competitors, I should call it? <laughs> yeah, we, it's, we don't really call it a pageant. No, sorry. That it was is really similar. <laughs> no, it is similar to a pageant, but it's not that a pageant. That's so rude of me. So is there anything that you competitors do to uh, like do any yeah. creams or lotions that you put so on that make... in my book there are creams i mean okay. we we do use the cellulite cream i think it's more of a placebo effect than anything yeah and you know those creams work at least temporarily just tightening the skin drawing water out okay um but it's not a long-term fix and it's not going to cure your cellulite okay sorry Bummer. <laughs> sorry Bummer. girls yeah i mean when you look at little babies they're so sweet and they have that little those little pudgy legs and they have cellulite so it's some of that is natural and especially you know for women we have to have a certain amount of fat to to uh give birth but in these pageants you want to get your body fat down to what what is it eight percent or something what did you say yeah like um eight to twelve percent somewhere in there and it's going to depend on the person Mm -hmm. I, i think eight is a little too low maybe like 10 to 12 okay okay it's all in the book, you guys. Okay, so some food makeovers that you can recommend. Like when you first got started, did you have a pretty decent diet? I did. So I was already um, a personal trainer when I got mm. started competing. And I spent, I knew a lot about nutrition. And that actually comes from my history with anorexia. When I was a teenager struggling with that, I had to relearn how to eat and how to eat in a healthy way. Um and then eventually I got my certified, I got certified in, as a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. So what I would recommend to people is first, like I said, entering what you're eating in the MyFitnessPal app or just any app that tells you. So you get a better idea of actually how much you're eating because most people don't realize how much they're eating, even right. if it is kind of healthy food. Um, and you'd be surprised that you can have more treats. They just have to fit into that calorie range that's right for you when you say treat what do you mean (laughs) like an ice cream bar or a glass of wine yeah totally i'm surprised you said that good good (laughs) now i like you even better (laughs) i'm so happy to hear that um so and then eating more protein so the ratio that i like for calories is 45 percent of your calories from carbohydrates 35 to 30 from protein and then 20 to 25 from fat and that what that does is it maximizes the amount of protein based on the recommended values from the Institute of Medicine Um, 
it minimizes the amount of carbs and it, it balances everything out. And I found that to be really effective. So what happens when you eat more protein is you're building more muscle. It's helping you to maintain the muscle that you have and that in turn increases your metabolism. And there's a lot of studies that show that protein is not stored as fat in the same way that carbohydrates or fat would be when we eat. Mm -hmm. So in a lot of ways, protein is kind of like, I don't want to say a free food, but it's, it's a freer food than let's say overdosing on fat or carbs. Yeah. And for those of us who are vegetarians or vegans, what do you recommend for protein? That's tough. Um, for vegetarians, it's a little easier. You can get in, um, egg whites, uh, whey protein, low fat cottage cheese, that kind of thing for vegan they are coming out with a lot of good vegan proteins. Vega, I think that's how you pronounce it, mm -hmm. has one. I think a lot of people like Shakeology. I'm not sure if Shakeology is vegan, but I've heard that mm, it is. I'm not sure either. Yeah. Um, Some of those vegan things are so processed. Yeah, uh, I know. And that's the other side of the... Yeah, yeah. So it, it is kind of hard to get in a lot of lean protein as a vegan and there are specialty, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on that. There's specialty websites out there, vegan built muscle. Um, you just have to do your research. I know there are some super athletes that, that are vegan, so so it is possible. And beans are really good. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then again, beans have a lot of carbs mm -hmm. versus the amount of protein that they have. So it's kind of finding that balance too. Yeah, finding what's right for... Did you find when you first started training that it was sort of a um, an exploration, like to, to to keep your weight where you wanted it and get your build your muscle? Did you kind of have to uh, tweak things here and there? And and do you weigh yourself every day? I do not weigh myself every day. <laughs> yeah. um, when I'm in competition, I usually weigh myself about once a week just to make sure that I'm making either the gains or losses that I want to make. And for me, it, it's more like a formula. So once I had my coach give me a plan, it, it all kind of made sense because it was just like what I had been doing, but just a little bit more structured. Mm -hmm. The one area that my coach really blew my mind on was training because before I had been doing so much cardio and I had been doing, um, just like you said, high repetitions with a lighter weight. Mm -hmm. And when I switched to training for bikini competitions, I increased my weight. I started training for muscle building and the cardio I did changed. So instead of doing lots and lots of elliptical, which burns off your muscle just as it burns off the fat, um, I would do more muscle building cardio like lunges on the treadmill or Stairmaster and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the problem with these these type of competitive um, these types of competitions with eating disorders. My husband is a wrestling coach, yeah, and for years the 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 kids, the boys, mostly boys now women are wrestling too have have really had bad uh, nutritional guidelines, and they're starting to really change that. Is that also true in this? Because you, you did mention the eating disorders and your experience, and, and I'm sure that it's pretty prevalent. You talk about it in the book so beautifully, so maybe address that a little bit. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it's 
the competitions that kind of cause the eating disorders. I'm sure it is mm-hmm. in some cases. But I think also people that are prone to eating disorders are kind of attracted to competitions because it's a way to get recognition for your physical beauty or for your physical, mm-hmm. you know, merit. So there are a lot of programs out there that put girls on too low of calories and that messes with hormones and messes with their psychology and then that in turn pulls them into an eating disorder and then when they come out of their competition they start to binge um, because they they're finished their competition they Mm -hmm. feel like okay I deserve this and then they gain so much weight and they get uncomfortable with that so that was one of my big goals in my writing my book is just having a more balanced way of training Mm, you don't have to starve yourself if you just follow the formula for your body you're going to be able to reduce your body fat to train, to build muscle, and um, to be healthy, which yeah. is really the point, right? There's so much research now about the effect on the neurotransmitters in the brain and, and when we are so deprived of, of calories and and some of these repetitive um, sort of obsessions that we yeah. have. It reduces the amount of dopamine that the, the brain is making, and mm-hmm. we just can't make those decisions to those healthy balanced decisions like you're talking about as um as easily so so yeah i love that you've included that in your book because that's a really important piece so then finally i just want to ask you because you include all of these sort of lifestyle things you know just how to dress for the competition how to do your makeup it's all the girly things which which we love but um tanning and but i mean for me that it's all about um, feeling good about yourself and that overall confidence. Would you say that your experience with this competition has enhanced your overall com- confidence and changed your life in a positive way? I would. Yeah, that's a great question. I haven't really thought about it, but I, I think that it does. You ha- you get up on stage and you feel awesome. And you should feel awesome whether you place first or last because the real competition is not with the other girls. It's with yourself. Mm. And just to be able to put in that work and to work towards a goal, you should feel really accomplished and proud of yourself. And if you don't, if you end up feeling drained and ugly and judged, then it's probably not the right sport for you. But... Um, and that just goes back to be to happy, healthy you. I yeah. just love the yeah, that balance. Your, that your balance. show, yeah, you gotta find balance and what works for you. Yeah, and it's gonna be different for everybody. And for some people, these competitions are great and they make you feel great. And for some people, they make you feel awful. And some people love to wear makeup and get girly and dressed up. And for some people, they like to just go bare. And and both are great. And both are valid and awesome and as long as you're being authentic to yourself and happy and who you are yeah that's what the goal is do you have any tips for finding the perfect bathing suit i almost forgot to include that <laughs> because it's getting time to go shopping for that new bathing suit are there any you have some tips for competition bathing suits but just in general yeah so choosing a competition um bathing suit is very different than choosing a regular yeah, ba- yeah. bathing suit in general i would say um, the colors, at least the color recommendations for the bathing suits um, for shows are, are pretty good. I mean, if you have lighter skin, don't go with a lighter color bikini. It will wash you out. So go with a bolder okay. 
brighter color. Um, black is always a classic too. <laughs> so you can wear black for the competition. You can, yeah. I mean, some girls have done really well. It, it depends on your personality. It kind of has to suit you. Yeah. Um, we in the bikini competition world smaller is always better and I think that's kind of true with... my husband would agree with that I think. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Rob just letting you know I appreciate that putting on too much coverage <laughs> yeah. um it just makes it look obvious that you're trying to cover something up mm-hmm. just be confident in who you are and and sometimes not necessarily the it doesn't have to be the smallest bikini but just a little bit less is sometimes more yeah, and any any uh, advice as far as like fitting the bosom into the bikini? I mean, there's like underwire and there's push-ups and there's. Is there any any advice you have for maximizing the uh, bust line? Uh, maximizing the maximizing bust line? or minimizing yeah. or minimizing or just making it look good. Yeah. So um, there in bikini competitions, if you have a flat chest, we always stuff. We stuff our you bikinis. Oh. Yeah. So you're not going to go swimming. <laughs> yeah, probably not going to go swimming with the, the chicken cutlet in your bra top. But um, molded cups are good for that, for okay. creating that lift and shape. That is good for a lot of women. Okay. For bigger chested girls, I'm not super big chested, so I can't speak to you. But... Um, do you have any tips for them? <laughs> You're looking at me. Um, yeah, I like, well, I like underwire. I think, underwire. I think that yeah, helps. The molded cup helps everybody helps because it lift. just puts everything yeah. in the right place, right? Yeah. yeah, and then once you get the girls in there, you got to kind of adjust them and move them around and, you know, and then line things up, yeah. up so, to, so to speak, perk them up. Yeah, okay. All right, we went there. We went there. <laughs> so where do you go from here, Val? Like, where do you go? I mean, you're sitting here beautifully pregnant, having your second baby. So do you have more of these in your future? Where do I go? Where am I going to go? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, I don't know yet. I just, I'll have to see if I get the, I call it getting the itch to compete. Mm. Um, If I get the itch again after I have this baby, we'll see. Maybe I'll I'll need that um, to come back and find myself again. Uh, I'm looking forward to writing another book this year, hopefully less focused on bikini competition than more focused on the general population on how to use these same strategies that mm-hmm. we use in bikini competitions to get the body that you want in a healthy way. Oh, well, if anybody can do it, you can. You're such a beautiful example of it. And um, I'm just, it's so inspiring. Like I said, I read it and I was like, oh, yeah, I got to get in shape. This is awesome. And I have no desire to compete in a bikini, but well, I wouldn't mind rocking one for a couple more years. So yeah, yeah. So thank you for that. Let's give all the information and talk about the freemium that you have for our listeners and, um, where people can find your book and all the information about working with you. If, if they'd like to get in touch with you. Great. Thanks a lot, Connie. Um, my book is available on Amazon in both a hard copy and a Kindle copy, and it's called Secrets of the Bikini Competitor, so you can just look for that. Um, if you would like to get a free copy of the meal prep guide, no purchase necessary, come on over to my website. I've ha- I have a special copy for you listeners of Happy Healthy You. Um, my website is www.valerie, V-A-L-E-R-I-E, W-I-E-S-T dot com and slash happy. So ValerieWeiss.com slash happy is you just fill out the little form. It's just your email and name and I will send you a copy of 
how to prep your meals, save time, eat healthy, and look great. And of course, pick up the book, Secrets of the Bikini Competitor. You will not be sorry, and you'll be so inspired. And her beautiful picture is on the front. So thank you so much. I've, I'm, I just want to go bathing suit shopping now, and that's like the last thing I ever want to do. Let's so. go together. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The truth. The truth. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Thank Connie. you. You were wonderful. for some true fun in the sun, June 5th through 8th, 2016. Take time for yourself at this women-only retreat designed especially for you. Enjoy sunrise yoga, meditation, hikes on some of the most beautiful trails in the country, great food, relaxing spa treatments, workshops, and the happiest hotel in Scottsdale, Arizona, the iconic luxury boutique Hotel Valley Ho. Optional workshops with Julie Riesler and Connie Bowman will give us all some time to relax, reboot, and reconnect with our joyful selves. Early bird registration begins now. Contact Connie at ConnieBowman.com or Julie at JulieRiesler.com to hold your space. For additional nights at the special Joy Camp rate and spa reservations, reserve soon. Full amount due May 1, 2016. See you at Joy Camp.